What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 28, the Marshall Falk episode. Hall of Famer Marshall Falk is. How good is that guy? Rich is here. What's going on, everyone? Frankie Boy's here. Hey, what's up? Also, the Joe Mixon episode. Joe Mixon is a great new, a new um, era, 28. But this is the Marshall Falk. This is the Marshall Falk episode. You know how we like to do it. Numbers, the 2-8 man in the building, officially official. Um, you guys know any other 28s that you want to shout out real quick? I was trying to think before. The only ones I came up with was Marshall Falk and... Is it Adrian well, Peterson, 28? AP, Now 28. he is, yeah. Now he... Oh, yeah, no, he is 28, yeah. Adrian Peterson episode as well. We'll, we'll, we'll co... They'll co-host that. Co, <laughs> uh, co-sign this episode with those two guys. Marshall Falk and AP, two of the greatest 28s ever. And then in the background, hopefully a great 28 would be Joe Mixon. In the upcoming... Uh, You're just saying that because he's on your fantasy also team. Also true. Very true. <laughs> very, very true. But we're back in the building. The Respect the Chat crew is here. Big, big weekend of sports. Um, great weekend of sports with football. But most importantly, we want to jump it off with talking about the big fight that went down both inside and outside the octagon. <laughs> For real. We'll talk what about the all of this. going on? How crazy was that? That was unreal. This was a great episode. This was a great fight too, right, Frank? I know you could chime in on this. Rich hung out with us and went through the whole episode with I us. I couldn't miss it. The whole fight, yeah. It's so much better watching it with us three. Right? Not that you're not good company, but me and you usually pass out. We fall asleep. There's just not enough because uh, it's usually me excitement and you in the air cheering for the other guy that Mike's going for. So yeah, and plus when Rich falls asleep, we usually count him out, and that's always a good time. Yeah, it is. We usually give him the one, two. Three, Yo, I think I've only been four. counted out once. All yeah, right? I think so. I you usually wake, wake up I usually at like wake eight up. or nine. Yeah, eight or nine before we give you the. Can't f- count me out. <laughs> it's over. It is over, <laughs> yo. Official. Um, I want to give my shirt a shout out. Bless him. That's the bless him right there. Big, big Jarvis Landry fan. Rich got a similar shirt too. I know Frankie's a big Jarvis Landry fan, so shout out Jarvis Landry. I want to ask you guys later in the episode. Um, I got a team that I call that I named Blessem. I'm nine and one. You guys are in that league. I want to know. Want to get your opinion on a couple starts. I think we want to start that in these next coming weeks. Like ask each other opinions on who we should start, who we should sit. Give a little advice towards the end there on fantasy. But let's start off with the fight, Rich. What, first of all, let's start with the co-main event: Ferguson versus Pettis. What'd you think of the fight? Who do you think each guy fights next? I think that fight was amazing. It's a, it's a shame that Pettis broke his hand and couldn't come out for the third round. I think if they if they if they fought that third round, it was going to be a war. That was a great fight between both of them. I wanted Showtime Pettis to win. Uh, I think he was right there with Ferguson. You know, mm-hmm. he tested Ferguson's knee with the like first ten seconds of the of the fight, and you kind of saw Ferguson limping a little bit. But then he he uh, he came back to his knee. Uh, his leg actually ended up being fine, but. Uh, I think Ferguson, he has to fight Khabib. That has to be the next fight, I think, for Ferguson. And Showtime, to be honest, I would love to see him fight Connor. Yeah, you know? it's, it's that, that, that that would be a good fight. Two strikers, you know. Be interesting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And Frank, I'm gonna ask you this same question coming up here. Um, you know, but I just asked Rich. But I agree, Rich, because yo, this that that's my dream matchup. For forever, I used to I used to fight that fight in UFC two and UFC three for PlayStation Pettis versus McGregor because yeah. it's two unique strikers who I would love and and those are two of my 
two guys who I really root for a lot, two of my favorite guys, and TJ Dillashaw is my other favorite guy in the UFC, and John Jones, like guys like that. But to have two of my favorite guys fight each other, man, I would love to see that. But that's definitely one I agree. I would it like makes to sense. see, yeah, I would like to see. Um, that fight eventually. I don't quite know if that's what I want yet. I'll let Frankie chime in before I give my opinion. Frank, what do you think? Ferguson versus Pettis. What do you think of the fight? Who, is, who would you like to see each one fight next? Uh, I kind of got a, a different view of the fight. I mean, the fight was great. It was mm-hmm. a bloody mess, right? Um, but I feel like Pettis quit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we've watched how many UFC fights, oh. fights right? Countless broken hand, hands. And I just felt like he knew going into that third round that he had nothing else to give, and he took the easy way out. And, I mean, it's easy to say sitting here on a panel, right. not being in the, in the octagon, True. you know, and I know that. But I know most fighters would have toughened that out, and I think that he's seen that he gave all he could towards Tony, and it wasn't going to work out for him. I think he was going to get stopped in the third round either way. Um, I think Tony deserves a title shot. I, I said this before, and I'll say it over and over again. I think he beats both Khabib and Connor. Wow. I think he's the best 155-er maybe in the world, with the exception of um, Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be interesting to see how he does in the UFC, but I, I think that he's a nightmare for anybody. His ground game's too good. His striking is so unorthodox that you can't get his timing. You have no idea what angles he's coming from, and he just keeps coming. He has cardio forever. He's an absolute nightmare for anyone. Um, I, with that being said, I don't think he fights Khabib next. I think Connor gets a ni- next fight against Khabib. Rematch. Yeah, but okay. I I don't think that that's Connor's next fight. Okay. Um, I think Khabib's going to be suspended six months to a year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm leaning more towards a year. Right. And I don't think they're going to give him any of his purse. That's a million-dollar loss, mm-hmm. which is big, you know? Right. Um. I think Connor will fight Nate next and then, you know, cross your fingers that he wins. Then then you have this mega fight with Khabib. Right. I, I agree I, in the sense that I think Pettis broke his hand, said to himself, if I go back out there, I'm going to get a beaten because I'm already getting a beaten at this point. And Pettis hit, hit Ferguson with a heavy shot to break his hand. I mean, he wobbled him and he had him. Um, at least in my opinion, had him in a really bad place. I think he needed to take his time, and maybe he could have pulled off that win, which to me would have been one of Pettis' biggest wins um, to date. Maybe people say, well, Tony rushed in too quickly. You know, Then they downplay that. So I think that could have went both ways for Pettis, but a win would have helped him out huge there in possibly getting a title shot or being in the contention of getting one. I think Tony more than deserves a title shot. He looked phenomenal coming off of six months of a knee surgery. The first two leg kicks, though, that Pettis gave him, those were even tremendous. I was like, man, Tony's in a bad spot. Then he got hit with that shot. I was like, this is Pettis got this fight. And Pettis, man, you were close, and you were there. You are close. You are back, in my opinion. But I agree with Frank. I think he kind of said to himself, I'm throwing in the towel here. I don't want to go out. You know, being either knocked out or just beaten to a bloody mess at this but, point. But wouldn't you say that's kind of a smart move? You know, like you're not you're not putting yourself out there for that extra damage. You know, yeah, so yeah. Say but as a person, yes. But yes, I, I think yes. when you're a fighter at that level, and 
I think he looked great, like physically wise. His skills looked absolutely amazing. He had he had a great game plan. He attacked the leg early, and it really hurt Tony. He came back from that knee injury way too soon, in my opinion. You've seen it, how awkward he was moving at first until he kind of like got his legs back underneath him. Mm-hmm. So I think the game plan was great. I think he physically looks great. He put on the weight a lot better than he was before. You know, yeah. he, he didn't yeah. look too tired. But I think when you were on top, especially that early in life, and stuff kind of came easy to you, and then you have that that slump where you lose fights, when you get into those tough situations, sometimes it's just a lot easier to quit. And and I think that that's just what happened. It might be. I think anyone else besides Tony is in that octagon with him, and he wins. Tony's at the top of the game, man. He really is. How would you you score that fight from the two rounds? I think Pettis got the first, and then Ferguson got the second. So I think it was it, it would have been decided in the third. I which I think that, Ferguson would have ended up winning the third. I agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, but I think that the second round could have been a ten eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Tony really manhandled him in that second round. He ended up on top, landing really big punches. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if that round went thirty more seconds, that fight probably would have been stopped. Yeah, yeah. I, I say going forward. I agree with you, Rich, also. I think Pettis won the first round. Tony won the second. But it coming out in the third, Tony put in so much work on the feet and on the ground that he just solidified, like, I'm going to knock. This guy's either going to get knocked out or he's going to quit in the third round. So I think Tony going forward, Tony would have won. Anthony had his shot at some point and just couldn't capitalize on it is what it is. Going forward, I think Pettis fights, you know, I think there's fights out there that are interesting. I think, um, yeah, a lot. you know, I think like a, a, a Gaethje fight maybe is an interesting one. Um, other guys that are up there in that, in that top, maybe, maybe Kevin Lee is, is another interesting one. But as for Ferguson, I think he's in a weird spot too. And the UFC, I think, is in a weird spot with him because really only thing you could give him is a title fight. Depending on what happens with Khabib, but I think the UFC is like, well, we want to. If Khabib doesn't get a suspension, they're gonna put want to put him back right in with Connor again, because Connor's gonna bid for it as much as possible, and that's where I think they make their most money. They tried to make this Ferguson Khabib fight like three times yeah. already, and it couldn't go down. That's a sour taste in their mouth, I believe. That's the fight I want to see, though. Well, I want to see Ferguson. Dana versus said Khabib. that that's the next fight. Like, logically, that's the next fight. It's just a nightmare to make. And right, I right. mean, Khabib's definitely getting suspended. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. The amount of time, I don't know, you know. But not only is Tony, like, the undisputed, in my opinion, 155 champ, but he's the weirdest person to ever fight in an octagon. <laughs> oh, super weird. And super not weird. very good. It's t- not easy to promote him. No, not at all. And that's the thing. So, I think, and I always think the bad taste last in the UFC's mouth with matchups, with guys not making weight, with with one guy pulling out or one guy getting hurt. And I think that hurts that fight a lot, the Khabib versus Ferguson fight. I that think fight it just should has bad luck. Right. I think it, it should happen and I would love that's the fight I want to see. I would like to see like I said, Pettis fight Kevin Lee or Gaethje in you know, I I forget who else is up there in that class. Um, but I'd like to see Ferguson fight Khabib if he doesn't. I don't have a clue. Yeah, who would who, who Ferguson gonna, fight? If I don't Khabib even know. Suspended. I'd have to look they at the list. They have to give him a fight right. before Khabib you comes could, back. You right. could do like uh, Is Connor in there? You think Connor would fight Ferguson? Because Ferguson called him out at the end of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, he would, but 
If I was the UFC, I wouldn't make that fight. Well, that's if my Connor other question. loses that fight, now you're in deep water. All right, yes. but, but, and before we go there, let's 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 stay there. But let me ask the question, and Frank, you can answer it first. Is Khabib versus Connor? Give me a, a little breakdown of what you thought of the fight, and then give me where you think Connor is going to go from there. What do you think of the fight? I thought that it was pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Khabib. Did manhandled him. I don't think he manhandled him as much as he manhandles most people, but I, would I, agree with I you. think that was strategic. Yep. I, I think they too, both mm-hmm. pretty much decided to take the first two rounds off and not and not expend a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um but with that being said, even Khabib's striking was kind of a problem for Connor. And the only reason it was is because he, he was afraid of the takedown. You right. know, that's right. what makes Khabib's striking work. It's, it's the only, it, it's not like he's super technical on the feet. It's just that you're so afraid of going to the ground that you forget about the right hand sometimes. Right. Um, and I, I sent you guys the judges scorecards, which they had Connor winning the third round. So I rewatched it and I could see how you could give that third round. Yeah, to I Connor. could too. I'll rewatch it too. The only thing I could say about it though, is it seems like they were both, trying to catch their breath in that round. So you could mm-hmm. give it to Connor, but only because there wasn't really much going on and Connor landed more significant strikes on the feet and Khabib got a takedown. So right. it was like a really close basically no one's round. Yeah. And you know how that plays in that favor, right? Like I feel like the judges seen Khabib smacking him around the first two rounds and in the third round he wasn't smacking him around. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he won the round. And then judges are like, that's how judges are like, oh, well, yeah, 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 we're going to give that round to Connor just because he wasn't on his back again or being take, you know, to, he, he, there was no takedown or nothing like that. That's like a sympathy round, I think. And I rewatched it too. And I agree. I think Connor would, that's when he was trying to gauge himself. Like, okay, I got to start swinging here. But he wasn't pulling the trigger on the shots as much as he should have in that third round, but he didn't have the cardio. A little, cardio a little bit more either. gas than he yeah. thought he was going to yeah. be. Yeah. I also think that Khabib could have absolutely choked him out in the first or second round had he wanted to, mm-hmm. but I believe that he wanted to beat him up. Yeah, He yeah. wanted to, to punish him. He wanted him. to last. And then once the fourth round came, it was like, now I'm, now I'm a little tired and I'm not getting everything I want on the ground. I'll just choke him out. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's what happened. Yeah. And then chaos. Right. Well, where where does it go from there? Where does where does Connor go from there? Where would you like to see him go? And where do you pot? And where do you? But where do you think it's going to go? I think the only logical thing is the Nate fight. Okay. Um, it it's perfect timing. Dustin Poirier just got hurt and pulled out of the fight mm-hmm. against Nate, so he's wide open. I think if Connor doesn't get suspended, that's what you do. It's the biggest pay per view right. numbers. Right. It's the greatest chance. I it, listen. Fighting Nate is not a warm up fight. No. Um, but it's better than fighting the worst matchup for you possible again yeah. after yeah. just being beat by him. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to you don't want to lose twice to Khabib. You really, if you're Connor, you need to get a win. And I, I understand Connor doesn't think like that. And if it was up to him, he'd fight Khabib probably in Russia, right? Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, but somebody's got to take control over there and be like, listen, I know, but. This is the next logical step. I right. think the Nate fight is is the most logical thing for everybody. Yeah. What do you think, Rich? What What do you think of the fight first? Quit, you know, spend a little time on that, and then tell me what you think Connor does going forward, or what you would like to see him do. The fight actually went exactly how I thought. I 
Khabib just he was able to do whatever he want with Connor in the first two rounds. Took him down in the first, held him up, held him up against the cage for a good two minutes, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're gonna bring it up. I'll bring it up real quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's what the coach, Connor's one coach, told yeah. him to do. If he got taken down, stay up against the fence and try not to use as much energy. Right. So he got taken down in the first pretty easily. Connor, it could be when he wants to take you down, he takes you down. Mm-hmm. So then the second round, he takes him down again. But what I found interesting was the third round, Khabib stood with Connor. He gave him his opportunity. Yeah. But I think Connor was just too gassed. Yeah. Like I've been saying, when you before this fight, you kept on asking me, like, who do you think is going to win, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Connor's conditioning, his cardio is, is horrible. Mm-hmm. Every fight that he's been in, his conditioning's been a factor. If he doesn't win in the first two rounds, he loses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I except I, I, except for the second Nate fight. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. that that was a really close fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and he barely made it through that fight and got lucky. Well, uh, and, hold on. Oh, but wait, 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 wait one second. Wait one second. <laughs> he didn't get. I, I mean, I, I, I think so. I, I mean, I know. I see how you could think that. But he dropped him like three or four times during the fight. During the fight between the first round and the second round, Connor dropped Nate like three times. You're right. I mean, once in the first, I don't know exactly what it was. Once all, in the first, twice in the second. But all it would have took it was been. Nate one time to get his hands on uh, on Connor in one, the third or fourth round of that fight, and he would have choked him out again. I think but Connor other, kept his distance, taking right, his strikes, right. and, well, that's, and that's what gave him advantage to make it through that fight. If yeah. you remember in the later rounds of that fight, Nate was beating him, beating his face yeah. in against the cage. He just, Nate didn't have enough power in his hands to drop Connor, and that's what basically ended up making him lose the fight. Yep, exactly. But he was hitting him yeah. basically oh, yeah, like that, uncontested that fourth against round, the cage. That fourth round, Nate won. And it was Mitch, like 50 unanswered punches. It showed on the card, too. And and there, there, there's shots, that's another fight I rewatched three, four times. There were shots that Connor hit him with elbows over and over again in between those shots. So And a lot of those shots that Nate throws... In that round, this is a separate conversation for another time, but we're on it right now. Is like a slip. They, they weren't connecting either. So, okay, he went to five rounds with him, but I agree with you. If he doesn't get his shot within the first or second round, he's in a rough spot, and he needs yeah. to improve the cardio. Okay, where does he go from here? Who does he fight from here? To be honest, it's probably the smart move for UFC to book Nate and him again, but me personally, I kind of don't want to see that fight yeah. again. I mean, it's it's a good fight, but I would rather see Conor fight someone else. Maybe Gaethje. That, yeah. I mean, that might be interesting. Yeah. And like I said, I think Showtime would be an interesting fight. So I think I keep agree. it there. It's kind of it's not really a warm up fight, but like he he needs to fight uh, a decent fighter again too to kind of get his morale back up and get a win. The and problem his, is Conor's purse is three million dollars. I know. And not only that, but now he's co promoter, so. It benefits him the more people that watch, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to take the fight that's going to have the most eyeballs on it because that's what's going to make him the most money. Right. You don't think though they booked him against Showtime that wouldn't get people? No, it would get it would get every single I MMA think, fan. Mm-hmm. I think any fight Connor's in is going to get people to watch. It doesn't matter who he fights; he brings the audience. Yeah, yeah I mean it. It'll do good, but it won't do as good as Connor and Nate. I think that that's the biggest fight. That's the biggest fight. I I agree with. And Frankie you don't know what's gonna happen in that fight. It could go I, either way. I know, but it's I exciting. Just, I mean, I people. A lot of people thought that Khabib had this locked down. If mm-hmm. Connor fights Nate again, it's completely up in the air. Yeah, it, it definitely. I, I, listen, as great as Connor is, I think any fight he fights. 
is is an up in the air fight because you're like I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do because if he doesn't connect with that shot, then then he's they, people know what to do against him. They want to drag him into a deeper round, you know, yep. into the deep water. Like we know you're not gonna bang after the second round, no. and now it looks like you ain't even gonna bang after the first round, you know. And here's the other thing, I th- I think I think Connor let some of what she usually is able to control the nerves the spotlight of the moment the the opponent i think he let he let it get to him a little bit because to be as gassed as he was after that first round Khabib took him down yes but he laid on him and none of them did anything yeah. but when he got up he was exhausted after the first round real quick. and i think Listen, if you're, and this is Connor, I love you, man. And but here's the thing, and people out there, if you hear this, I love Connor McGregor. But here's the thing: this guy talks about going into battle. This guy talks about cutting people's heads off and holding them above, and that he's a he's a descendant of a Viking and all this other whatnot. That's fine, bro. And I love you, and I agree. I think you're a savage. But here's the deal: if you're built for war, then you gotta then you're gonna die in there. Gotta go to right. War. So you're tapping left and right here, brother. And the problem is, is that in war, they're going to kill you. And that's what Khabib came for. Khabib might have been a little, sh- you know, shooken up a little bit because, you know, okay. But shooken up in the sense of, like, this guy's talking about my religion, my family, you know. He took it very personal, this fight. He took it personal, and and that can get to you. But I think what Khabib did was, listen, it's get, it, I, I'm not going to let it affect me. It gets to me, and it got to me. That's why, I jumped, that's why I jumped over the fence. But it didn't get. It didn't affect what I did in the octagon. It let it let he let him affect what he did after, and that's when he jumped over. But once he stood in there, he was prepared for war, Khabib, and Connor was not prepared for war. No, that choke not prepared. Was, that choke wasn't around his neck. It was more like a. No. It, it was around his jaw. No, but that which hurts more. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it hurts. The but thing it would have like, took him longer to go out. I mean, he could have fought it. But he knew that. He, he wasn't getting it. He was so gassed, he had no energy to get well, out of it. Well, that's what it was. And it, what's the point of getting out of it? And then he's going to be completely gassed because he's just used how much energy to get away. Yeah. But he, again, so, you want to be the greatest fighter in the world, then listen, that's not the thoughts that you should be having. That's you, right. You saw that's the videos right. afterwards. After that first round, Connor looked at Khabib and said, it's all business. I mean, Derek Lewis yeah. could have quit yeah. listen, at any time, right? I know, but mm-hmm. B- Connor does it for the money. I hate to say it. he does it for the paychecks. I don't know if he does it. I think he, I think he, that's a big part of it. It's for the paychecks. A lot of these guys do. Don't let them fool you because they don't get paid a lot of money. They need it for the paychecks. They, it's for the sport that he has enough money. He didn't have to come back. He did it because he wants to fight. He's going to get a huge paycheck, but he also wants to be a killer and just knock dudes out left and right. The only problem is, is that's not going to happen all the time. And when you're in there with a top-level dude like a guy like Khabib and a guy like Tony and a and a and a, just a complete animal, if you fight Gaethje, or you're, they're going to stay away from you for the first round and a half, two right, rounds. They're going to they're see not like, going to come anywhere near. Exactly. You. What do you want to do after round two, bro? So Connor has to. We, me and Rich talked about that. Connor has to come forward. Yes. That's got to be his new tactic: cardio, 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 and come forward. When let you, let them be the attacker. Yes, Attack. and once you once you do that, once you're the guy going forward and you're setting the pace, you can control your own cardio right. better. Right. Instead of backpedaling, backpedaling, a guy's coming at you. You're, you're now you're kind of running away, and now you're using more energy than what you want. If you're that guy being the aggressor, you could kind of control that. You could press, 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 and then all right. 
tired. You know, I'm tired down, like yeah. getting a little tired. Yeah. Back off a little bit, and then you right. go again. You kind of control it better, and that's what Connor needs to do. It also would have, you know, um, stopped those takedowns. Walking forward, yes. you can't shoot walking backwards. And if you could, very then you shoot and you could hit him with the shot. But Connor has good his, his kicks are good. His knees. Dude, when didn't Connor use any was, of them. Bro. I know when Connor, he, that's a, that's a hundred percent what he should have done. He should have been pressing. The second could be goes to shoot in, hit him with the knee, a kick, something to, to keep just him not back. In his nature, he's a counter puncher. I know, but and when you go when you go into a fight like that, you have to you might have right, to change it up a little right. bit. You can't just fight no, the same you, way you every single time. That's why you up. lose. Yeah, you definitely. I understand, but but some people have styles, and that's what they're good at, and that's what they're they're gonna live or die by it. Well, well it's looking bad for him it. right now. He's and to be honest, it. though, I don't think Connor could beat Khabib, Ferguson, and I think Gaethje. He's a little wild, but he would throw one hell of a fight with Connor. Well, listen, you get hit with one of those shots from Gaethje, and you're waking up on on a on your <laughs> back because I think he would beat Gaethje because Gaethje's yeah. not gonna. He's, but he doesn't man. have any. He doesn't have any defense. No. But Connor's gonna get beat up in that fight. His legs are gonna get destroyed. I mean, that you when you sign a fight with Gaethje, you have to also like book a visit to the hospital right after. Yeah, and, you, know? and, and you might win, but you're gonna go through some pain to get there. Right, and, and listen, that, I don't think that's a small fight to take anyway because Connor has proven to me so far that he can't take shots. Right now, you know, okay, he stepped away. I think stepping away hurt him in the sense of like now you're back in the octagon, you're not fighting, you know, this is you're not fighting a traditional MMA fight with his kicks and his punches and his takedowns. And yes, your hands might be better, but the game plan was off. I heard, I heard Kavanaugh, yeah, you want to talk on, about that real on quick? Joe Rogan and their game plan was not what I would have went for. You know, they, they were looking to they knew they were going to be taken down, they wanted to, you know, keep their legs. Not straight when 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 and they wanted to be on the cage and they wanted to keep their legs bent and not straight once Khabib took them down. Okay, to get through round one. Okay, then round two we're going to be taking it down again. Stay calm, fight through it, keep the legs bent. Don't let them ever flatten you out. Third round, kick it in. That seemed like what the game plan was from what he said being on Joe. That's, Which I think is completely That's a terrible game plan in my, in my mind. What do I know? I'm just a guy who's behind. Well, you got to know your fighter, yeah. right? You have to know your fighter. If you know that your fighter can't fight for five rounds the way that you need him to, then you ha- you're going to have to take rounds off. So what rounds would you have liked him to take off? No, Four I, and what, five. What I would have liked Later him rounds. to do was I would have liked him to attack. Yes, right from the beginning. From the beginning. Go right at him. Walk him down. Walk him towards the cage. Well, if you stay on the feet, that's fine. But if you get taken down in the first round... Don't you think that it's a good game plan to not yeah. expend all your energy to get back up? Definitely. Yeah, that was. And that's what happened. Yeah, but he didn't walk towards him. He no. let him take him down. He let. He gave him the opportunity. He stood there, and he let an elite wrestler, an elite grappler, t- have the opportunity and the space to take him down. If I'm fighting a wrestler... I'm gonna walk towards the wrestler so that they don't have the opportunity. If I'm if I'm same, distance. right, same as I'm fighting a kicker. Everyone does it. If they want to beat Wonder Boy, close the distance. He wants distance, close the distance. You can't shoot without distance. You know what I'm saying? You can grab a single leg, but he hasn't proven to do that. You know, if they're gonna get into a clinch and then he's gonna grab you, okay, maybe that. But let him clinch with you before you give him the space to take you down. Because once Khabib, Khabib takes you down, it's oh, it's game over. 
No one's getting up. Nope. No one. Maybe Ferguson is going to figure out a way to get up because Ferguson doesn't relax on the floor. He starts to go into his well, next mode of like, okay, now you're on the floor. Okay, now I'm going to do this to you. And that's why he's so dangerous. And that fight I would love to see yeah. I going I mean, forward. Tony's so comfortable on his back. You know, He looks pretty comfortable on his feet too, man. And that's the other thing. He's going to walk you down. So yeah. Khabib's not going to get comfortable. He knows He's not going to gonna be able to come towards Tony. Tony's mm. going to be in your grill walking you down all fight. And it's hard to get a takedown, like you said, when, when that's happening. So that that's a tough – that's the real, toughest fight for Khabib, You want to switch subjects? Well, yeah, we had a half hour I, on, yeah. the, on, the, on this just fight. That's real, fine. Well, we knew we were going to talk about quick, that. Yeah. One more question. Do you think if Conor has a rematch, he could beat Khabib? Do you think Conor could beat Khabib, period? What about that? I think he could. I think he's proven that he does better in rematches. With that being said, though, if he does not take it totally different approach and train to exhaustion, to get himself totally exhausted to the point where they, he got so exhausted after sparring, then they put him on the ground and they put a guy on top of him and tell him to get up. If they don't train like that every single day, they're going to lose. So if he, ch- I think he can beat him though. If he changes and he attacks, closes the distance, and takes the fight to him, I'd I'd like to see it. I'm just not ready to see it yet. What would you, Frank? I think they fight ten times. Khabib beats him every time. I agree. I think I it's think, just I think one Khabib's of those things. Connor's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. He's ne- Connor when he gets taken down. The first round of that fight, Connor got taken down. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing to light up on Connor? His eyes lit up, started bolt like wide open. Was when he gets on the ground. I don't care what you say. I think he's panicking a little bit inside because he's yeah. like, "Dang, yeah. I can't get up. I'm screwed." Definitely. And definitely when you're on the ground with Khabib, the first thing that goes to your mind is he's about to lay some elbows in my face oh, right yeah. now. Oh yeah. And I think even with Nate, when Nate took him down, Connor's eyes lit up once again. I I, I honestly do not think Connor likes being on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I think. Fighting Khabib, that's Khabib's specialty, and he's just going to take Conor down every single time, and I just don't think Conor's going to be able to beat a fighter like that. And the thing to really counter that is, then what he has to do is, well, we he has about. to start becoming offensive on the ground then. He has to either come forward well, and, and cut that down, or when he goes to the ground, he's got to start making people pay for taking him to the ground. Because, I mean, money can buy you a lot of things, right? But, I mean... I could I could hire the greatest jujitsu mind ever and trade with him for four years. I'm not gonna be able to get in a ring and fight Khabib. Yeah. You know, there's something that happens when you grow up as a child in a spe- specific martial art that your body actually starts to develop, and y- your muscle memory is so. It just know, comes naturally. Yeah, it just comes naturally to you, and I don't think Connor has that. Khabib He's a striker, rest- and there's nothing wrong with that. He's one of the best strikers in the UFC. It's just Khabib's a nightmare for him. And Khabib used to wrestle bears, which uh, uh, animal. It's unpredictable, mm-hmm. and he and he's fighting that when he was young. So it's just natural to him when he gets in these situations, and it's, he's just a, a natural on the ground. I think I, to me, I think he could learn how to do it. He's got to crack somebody on the ground. You said he's, he's been training with this top-notch wrestling coach, yeah, and I don't know. He how has my- no. He has no ground game at all. I, He's on I, the ground. Listen, he's done. That that's been proven. You and you are correct. And Frankie is too. In the sense, in the sense of like when you fight a guy who's that good. But listen, I think the same can can be said about if you are a martial artist, you could adjust your game to figure. You're not going to be perfect at it 
at getting off the floor or figuring that out. But you have to add something to your game with consistent practice and consistent training to make it uncomfortable for the other person so that they don't do that to you anymore or stop fighting. If you're not going to put effort towards it and you're not going to try to change it, stop fighting. But we could stay on this topic all day. Yeah. Um, we Frank, love it. you want to hit up the upcoming fights real quick or you want me to do it? I have them right here real quick. Uh, I think I got it. You got uh, it too? John Jones versus Gustafson 2. That's great a great fight. fight. That's UFC 232. December 29th in yeah. Vegas. Can't um, wait to see John Jones back in the ring. Love That's going to be a Gustafson. great fight. Love Gustafson. Great fight. That fight's going to be the first fight was unreal. DC versus Derek Lewis for yep. the main event at Madison Square Garden. Yep. That's in a month. November um, 3rd. Yeah, if you remember, Shevchenko was supposed to fight that girl that no one knew for the main event there. Because they booked that main event, they rebooked Shevchenko versus uh, Ioana. And that's UFC 231, I believe. I okay. believe so, yeah. Who else? Is that Garden card has more fight. Uh, that's Weidman and Rockhold? Yes, on that Weidman and Rockhold's okay. on yep. that one, too. Okay. And uh, Nate versus Dustin Poirier canceled. Because so. Poirier's hurt? Yeah, undisclosed injury. I'm not really sure what that Man, means. Is that and Crawford fights this week, correct? Boxing. Crawford fights this weekend, and for anybody that watches that that card, I believe it's on ESPN Plus. There's a there's a female fighter. Her name is Michaela, um, greatest in the world. So make sure you tune into the undercard there if you want to witness greatness on the ESPN card. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Very very interesting. Very interesting. That's a little. All right. So. I'm gonna before we get into football, yeah. I wanna hit up some postseason baseball real quick. Let's go. We just had our last episode. We had Pat on. We did a little baseball special. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now the the championship games, what is it? The ALCS is called, right? The yeah. championship series, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's called in baseball. Well, in the AL, you got uh, the Astros versus the Red Sox, and the NL, you got the Dodgers versus the Brewers. Uh, the Yankees, Frank. I just want to give you some. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you don't. I know we don't want to spend too much time on here, but go ahead. You run down, and then I'll give you my opinion. So the Yankees, in the last two games, only had 10 hits and four runs. You know they were four for 26 with runners in scoring position during that whole series? I told you this in a previous episode. I think it was the first baseball episode we did with Harsh. I said he told you the Yankees live and die by the long ball. And when you get to the postseason, you have to play small ball. Mm. And that's exactly what the Red Sox are doing. They're getting a base. They're getting hits. The Red Sox, I think, well, might they hit be, a bunch of home runs in that series. Yeah, they did. But I think the Red Sox might be the best hitting team in baseball. And that's why I think they're going. This is their year. And in the last episode, I predicted the Red Sox versus yeah. the Brewers. And I think that's why the Red Sox just hit. You got J.D. Martinez, uh, Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. uh, Bradley Jr., mm-hmm. um, there's another guy, Bor Borgat, Borgit or something like that. I think his name. I don't know. Not a J D Martinez. The list goes on and on. Yeah, they're a phenomenal team, and the pitching was amazing, right? But I said this from the beginning about the Yankees, and I'm a hardcore Yankee fan. They had a lot of quit in them this year. If they went down early, it seemed like they just gave up a lot of the times. But with that being said, I think most of this series loss goes on the manager. I agree. 
Those and, are some uh, bad calls. Did I, you hear what happened to Severino and and his start? He didn't know the, the the game start time, and he showed up late to the stadium and only had like a half hour to warm up before the game because right, well, he like, showed up late. That's not on the well, manager, well, but well, that's, that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what I'm that. talking about they is who he decided to, to pitch and how long he decided to keep those pitchers in when you have the best bullpen in Major League Baseball. Those are de- those are are uh, calls that are pretty much unacceptable to me. I agree. And, and but they faced a better Red Sox yeah. team, and that's why they lost. And here's the thing also. The thing is that, you know, you can't – what was that stat before, Rich? How many men they left on base there? Uh, they you have it again? They were four for 26 with runners in scoring position. Listen, you're four for 26 with runners in scoring position. Got nothing to do with your coach. Got nothing to do with anything but the fact that you got can't not producing. Yeah. You, you have you got that's where you win games, man. Guys are on base. Those guys got to get ball. in. Small ball. You got to. You got to get them around. I don't care how to get in. You hit it over the fence or you hit it into play. That you can't leave that many guys on base. Yeah. That'll kill you no matter if you're playing little league or you're playing the major leagues. The Yankees don't even steal bases. I think. Yeah. There. I, I don't know the exact stat, but I heard something today like. Mm-hmm. It was like a re- – I don't even think they had a stolen base right. this series. Or if they did, was it like it was a couple of them. Right. And, and, and they only had 10 hits in the last two games. No good. Can't win like that, bro. Can't Definitely can't win like that in the postseason either. And that's the other part goes back to the last episode. I was talking about with Pat. Like the manager, the manager in baseball or in hockey is heavily influences this game because, like Frankie said, if you're going to let this guy throw over and over and you can clearly see it, the guy can't get outs, there has to be a change. The guy's not going to ed- – be like, yo, by the way, I t- take me out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not going to be able to get the next three guys out. You know, it, it lineup, pitching rotation, uh, strategy, when guys are on base, stealing, hit, uh, hit, hit and runs, pinch hitters, stuff like that, um, starting a guy instead of somebody else. You know, all of that comes into the manager's decision. And the manager has a part in that. But the other part is you can't leave. You know that many guys on base, twenty guys on base. You know o- over the course of how many two two games? That was a whole series. Over I the believe. series, okay. Um, can't have that happen. So, here here's the thing too, which was Brock Holt. He's a a player for the Red Sox. He played game four, no game three, mm-hmm. when they won sixteen to one. He was the first player to hit a cycle in MLB postseason, in, in MLB playoff. Wow. And guess what? He didn't play the next game four. Really? Yeah. See? That's just how good the Red Sox are at hitting. That they had a guy hit for the cycle in game three and doesn't even play game four. Wild. Crazy. Wild. But wild, wild. So, the, the, like, so I'll, I'll run through the series again. It's the Red Sox versus the Astros. Right. And then the Dodgers versus the Brewers. So Let's go Dodgers, baby. Let's go Dodgers. Let's get some football talking now. I like it. All right. We're gonna, this is going to be a, maybe a little bit unorthodox episode. We're just going to hit you with a bunch of information, things we talked about. It's more of a midweek episode. Usually we, we record our episodes on Fridays. We can get a whole weekend, but, you know, we're working, guys. We're guy, Frankie's got to go to work after this, actually. Um, if you could see him, which you were on the video, he looks like he's half <laughs> in the bag of, you know, of half in the bed, yeah, I think half he's out sleeping. of the bed. I don't know whether I he's I woke up at like guy. 2 o'clock That's today, what I'm saying. and like, I had to take the biggest dump. Right. All right. And I, I couldn't tell if I, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell if I had to shit or throw up. You ever had that happen yeah. to you? Yeah. And oh, I just couldn't go feeling. back to sleep, so oh. it's going to be a rough night for me. Here's the key question. What was your intake last night? What did you eat? Yeah, it was a problem. All right, exactly, because you're the junk food master. It was like three bags of chips, <laughs> uh, a brownie Cliff Bar. Yeah, 
a Red Bull, and a, uh, sesame chicken over fried what rice. What did you Hello. think was going to happen at the end of that? Hello. All right, let's get back in the football here. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Yo, shout out, by the way, to the um, to the middle school fellas that I used to eat lunch with, the guys that I love over there, man. I love all those guys. Let me take a shot at naming everybody. I hope I don't miss anybody. This could get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna let me shout out Steve. Let me shout out Ant. Let me shout out John, Adam, Carl. I think that should take care of the crew there. Let me see. If I forgot you, I love you. I don't think I did. Shout out to those guys. Those guys listen to us every now and then um, while they're either in school on their lunch break. I know a couple of them listen to them on their ride home. They check us out on YouTube, so check us out on YouTube. Yeah, bump that in the classroom, no? Let the kids see it. Let the kids gain gain some knowledge. I'll try not to curse. Yes, yes. (laughs) But hey, see? Um, But we love you guys, so shout out that crew there. Steve, Anthony, Carl. John, Adam, those are my guys, man. Love those guys. Miss those guys. Here we go. Rookies. How about this stat guy for you guys? Rookies starting quarterbacks. Last week, I told you they were 0-4, all of them. This week, all of them, 4-0. and They all got to win. Baker got to win. Sam Donald got to win. Josh Rosen got to win. And Josh Allen got to win. Baker threw for 342 yards and one touchdown. Sam Donald, 192 and three touchdowns. Rosen, 170 and one touchdown. And Josh Allen, man, God bless you, bro. <laughs> but you only threw for 82 yards and no, no t- touchdowns. And got the so, win. And, but you got the win. You got the win, and that's I'm happy he for you. He ran for one, right? He did run for one, yes. So that's true. He got a rushing one. Out of those guys, like, again, we talked about it, um, whose performance regardless of the stats last we, week yeah regardless of the stats whose performance did you like the best quick i'm a, it's still it's still hard mm-hmm. it's tough for me right the ravens ended up losing to cleveland uh-huh gave them the first win on a sunday in like three years or something ridiculous mm-hmm. but uh his performance is really good going against that tough ravens defense and to throw for 300 and some yards against them is is, is not an easy task to do and uh so I'll give it to Baker this week for, you know, rookie-wise, quarterback. Okay. I would give it to him. Nice. I give it to Baker, too. Love me some Baker, man. Threw for a ton of yards. Kept his team in it. How many turnovers did he have? Do we know? I'm not absolutely sure. We could check that out. Rich, check that out real quick. Frank, who would you like the best out of all those rookies there? Yeah, it's Baker by far. He's the truth, man. Okay. Right, yeah, I agree. I agree. You can't, get, can't go wrong with this guy, man. Number one pick. Deserves it. Really puts forth... Um, like ultimate effort when he's out there, man. You know, it's like I'm. He, no matter how many times, I feel like they should be like four and zero or five and zero at this point now, and and they're two and three, I believe. Right. In five games, they played three overtime games. Yeah. So they had the opportunity. They to also win. have every possible outcome. Did you know that? A win. Uh huh. A loss. Uh huh. And a tie. Very nice. Good there, for them. There's something else. They got too. a win in overtime, a loss in overtime. Yeah. And a tie. Right. All in overtime, uh-huh. and then a straight up win. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Rich is gonna check out how many turnovers he had. I think he had maybe t- one or two. Nothing too crazy. Um, let's give a. You got a topic, or you want? Let's give, let's give a little shout out and some love to uh, yeah. Drew Brees. Oh yeah, I'm definitely getting to that. That's the ultimate one right there. But I want to give a shout out to one of my guys. Thielen. No. Oh. Byron right. Jones cornerback for the Cowboys. Oh Just interesting God. fact. Listen, you'll like this as a as a ex as an ex secondary player. He has one pass interference penalty in four years. Wow. You wanna know how you do that? 
not play the ball. <laughs> you know how you do that? You don't know. You don't. Uh, You're <laughs> nowhere near any kind of play. Ever. You're on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> he's calling. He, that's when he's asking for the safety help over the top. Oh, dang. I thought you well, had yeah. it. It's funny when they say this because it's like, okay, now you're going to make. Now for me, I'm like, dang, that is awesome. But in my head. He also head, gets beat every play. Well, I'm, in my head, <laughs> I'm a Cowboy fan. Right. It's hard to get past the first when the guy is burning you on every <laughs> single play. Um, as a Cowboy fan, I'm like, yo, that's a skewed stat right there because my man played safety for like four years this is the first year he's playing corner so if you have safety the opportunity for you to man have to let engage me in pass interference it's not gonna happen often so i'm like yo listen that's a cool stat but that's a skewed stat and, let me tell you and that's about fine espn and, and uh just ba- i mean sports analysts in general they are so over the top with stats they've completely run out of ideas if you watch an NFL game, you get the most crazy stuff thrown at you oh, sometimes yeah. that you're like, first of all, how did you come up with that? Right. And second of all, who cares? All I know is I want one of those guys' jobs that comes oh, up with yeah. one of those crazy stats. I I'll would, do that. I would love that guy's job. And I feel like they use them to their advantage. Like they use them oh, yeah. to like they, to make a point. what you're thinking. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm going to use this, you know, because this is going to make help my point. Uh, look better as respect the chat we promise never to do that not because we don't want to because we don't have the budget we're just just gonna give you the average man's opinion that's right we'll just go with that that's why if you go by mike p's uh picks for the picks that we do don't listen to him no definitely don't listen. we'll get to that listen to richie mush if rich bets on anything on sunday you completely stay away I don't like, talk about my bets on here. I just pick my three games, and I'm seven for eight. Right. But we'll get to that. We're going to do those picks But if you put money on anything. I don't tell people that on here. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a downhill slope. We don't talk shout about out. that. Let's go back to the shout-outs. Shout-out to James Conner, 180 total yards. Good for you, James Conner. First week was a great week for you. Third week was a great, way f- great week for you. But oh, I got be- a beef. In between there, I don't quite know what was going on, but shout out to you with 100, 185 total yards this week. Frank, your beef is on this topic right here? No. Okay. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, my man, my main man, Adam Thielen on Sunday. He became the only player in the Super Bowl era to record 100 plus receiving yards in his first five games. Read his my little man backstory. wasn't even invited to the, to the combine. He was undrafted. Um, coming out of college, he went to a D2 college. He earned a $500 scholarship, which don't even buy you a textbook. <laughs> nope. Not even a textbook. And my man is one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the NFL right now. Mike Thomas is still my be- is still the best receiver in the NFL right now, but quickly second is Adam Thielen. Really quick, who do you guys think are the top two receivers in the league? Is it Mike Thomas and Adam Thielen, or you got different ones right now? Within within the games we got right now, within the first five games, in the first five games, uh, that's tough because I, I have a question here. I was going to ask you guys, and it was who's what, which receiver duo would you rather have? And it's Jones and Ridley or Brown and Juju. And then if you throw I'd Diggs, rather, I'd rather have Diggs and Thielen. Diggs and Thielen, I think. Ah, that's tough. Juju's right, killing it this year. Juju's killing it. AB's just coming on. I mean, if we but, go off of the first five games, I think as a group. Diggs and Thielen's been playing better, but if I had to pick a group, mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think I would go A, B, and Juju. All right, 
I think that you're not putting Julio and Ridley in that conversation because the defense is so bad that they've been out of every single game. But if you look at the stats, I think they're right up there with those Ridley two. just has to give me yeah, a I couple so more too. games of doing yeah. what he's been doing. I hear you. You know, in the first couple of games, he didn't do much. So he blew up the last two weeks. Be a little bit more consistent and show us that you can do that every week. Mm-hmm. And then that's one heck of a duo. Yeah. You know? Oh, I agree. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Just to me, it just Diggs and Thielen are just absolutely – Amazing right now, and Thielen, of course. I think I got five straight games of a hundred yards receiving. Unreal. That guy's unreal. And to me, but let's let's stick. Let's answer my question really quickly too. Okay. Like, who do you think are the two? No, just single receivers, not duo. I think it's Thomas is still one, and Thielen is two. Very close right there. But who do you guys think are um, the, uh, are the two best receivers in the NFL right now? Two best receivers in the NFL right now. Michael Thomas, I think, is number one in the NFL right now. Okay. And I, I, I still – I mean, he's kind of had an iffy season, but he hasn't – I think he only has one touchdown, but mm-hmm. I, I would still go Julio, man. Just watching okay. him is unbelievable. He, get, he racks up yardage every single game. All right. What do you think, He just Frank? doesn't score. Number one, number two. Michael Thomas and Thielen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. That's I mean, what I think, too. You could put the whole Rams – Receiving crew on there. That's only because of Tyreek Hill. That whole. Yeah. Ty- well, Juju is there. Juju's there, yeah. Julio is there, I agree. DeAndre Hopkins is there. Um, Odell so killed it last week. Odell had a good week last week. Yeah. But I think I, mean, I got o- my, uh, overall, overall. my prediction right, right? What did I say? 120 yards and two touchdowns? Well, he threw he one. He threw for one. But Does that count? We'll, we'll give it that to counts. you. <laughs> counts that as counts. two. Rich, run, run through... Um, their leading receivers in the NFL. After, after five five. weeks, the top receivers in the league. Number one, we got Hopkins with 594 yards. At number two is Adam Thielen with 589. At number three is Julio Jones with 564. Number four is Michael Thomas with 519. And five is Odell Beckham with 462 yards. Yeah, and that, that was that big game by Beckham that just happened um, last week. But and they got to they got to give Mike Thomas a little more love, man. They didn't give um, him. The they stayed away from him almost that whole game. The the, the targets they gave him, he caught. Um, but him and Kamara, man, they got to get back to that. I understand Ingram coming back in is a guy who you wanted to get going again, um, get him warmed up, get him implemented into the game plan. But don't forget about Kamara. Maybe they wanted to give Kamara a little break, which okay, that's fine. I got no problem with that. You know, let this guy run, give him a little, you know, ease into everything. But, like, come on, you you, you got to use these guys, and uh, you really got to get going Who's with them. Who's the corner from Washington? Yeah, you got to give Josh Norman some credit. Nah. I watched that whole Yo, game. did you guys see I the tweets these two went back and forth Yeah, I, listen, I watched Hilarious. that whole game. That, guy, that guy's skills are diminishing, Josh Gordon. All he does is talk the whole time. M- Michael Thomas caught every target that was thrown to him. There's only like four. Yeah, but he didn't even him. he didn't even go towards that way. Okay, and you could say that. Oh well, then you know that's still on Gordon's credit. All right, that's fine. I'll give Gordon a little credit. Norman, but, I mean Norman's credit. But even even the announcers saying like Josh Norman's skills are diminishing. The other guy Dunbar, uh, I think that's his name. The other corner, he's the guy over there that was you know putting in work with everybody and is the up and coming guy. But it's uh, you can you can give Norman a little bit of credit if you want, but I don't, I don't know how how much. Is that recording? Yeah, no. but what happened? Dang, I don't know. My hand is bleeding. For what? I have no idea. Just right now, what happened? Right now. 
right what now. What did you cut it on? I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know what I have. Did I you claw know. yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Rich, what do you got there? You got. You just. Do you just talking about the tweets? Yeah, I was trying to look them up. I don't know okay. word for word, but Let's they went with, back and forth. At Let's each stick other. with that. Funny. Odell had a huge game. Um, I don't know exactly what he had. Um, I could look it up after I ask you guys this, guys this question. But he did an interview that was done, uh, that was uh, televised right before the games. Yep. First of all, it was him and Little Wayne. And Josina Anderson, right? Right, with Josina. But I don't know what Little Wayne was doing there. It was well, very awkward. And he I was heard, pro- promoting his album. But they he didn't that. say anything. He just sat there. And listen, there's no room for Little Wayne in the middle of an interview like that, bro. Go behind the camera or go to the side. It was a bad look. Whatever. It was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> Whatever. But Odell was saying, they, listen, they're going to put him in a bad spot, right? They're going to ask him questions that really he should try to deter or um, deflect in a, in a way. But you know Odell, he's just going to give you what the answer is. And they were saying, you know, is Eli at fault? Um, he's, he didn't say yes. But, I mean, did you guys see the interview? Yeah, I heard about it. They've been right. talking about yeah. it nonstop on the radio. In my opinion, he needs to help out his quarterback a little bit more and not say anything. He needs to say it's a team thing. We're not playing well as a Here's team the thing, right though. now. He could have said that right before he said what he said, and they just cut it out of the video. They do that all the time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, the they're, they're pushing yeah. an agenda. Right. Yeah, they're making an image yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. But, you, but you have to remember, this is Odell. This is why the Giants didn't want to sign him to that long-term deal. They didn't want to deal with this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So at the at the same time, it's Odell. So I don't blame him. I don't. I don't think he did nothing wrong. That's him. So if the Giants have a problem with it, it's your fault. You signed him to this big deal, so now you deal with Here's it. Here's the thing mm-hmm. I think because the same thing is going on with the Cowboys, right? Alan Hearns just came out and said that we're getting open. It's either Dak's not finding us, or the wrong plays are being called, or the line's not holding up. Winning cures everything. Yeah, you get a you get a couple of wins and everybody stops talking. Yes, so that's what everybody needs to focus mm-hmm. on. Not whose fault it is, but how can you win football games and everything else will just disappear. Oh I yeah, agree. I agree. I agree totally. I think that could help the Cowboys out. I think that could help the Giants out and every other team that's struggling. Is and even if you're not winning, you really gotta put forth full effort and. Be cool. Everyone's got to be on the same page. You got to be. You got to be a united locker room. And I understand that there's different egos, but you got to be a united locker room. And be like, all right, we're losing as a team. We're gonna win as a team. We'll figure this out. Don't let the media, you know, skew what you're saying. Don't give them the opportunity to put you against your teammates, and there be more drama than what there needs to be. I uh, agree. With that being said, the Carolina game, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. We, we all watched that game. We watched Red Zone. Shout out, Scott Hansen. We watched it. Carolina is winning, I think, by a, by 10 points or so, somewhere around there. Uh, the Giants have no more timeouts. On third down, they call a passing play. Cam Newton, incomplete pass. Fourth down, they I believe they did the way to do punt it. Rich, do you remember exactly what happened there? I think they did. Carolina was losing by 10. You no, said, no, the Gi- the Giants weren't. You said the I, right, right. No, 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 no. The Giants were winning, and Car- 
No, they weren't. Carolina was winning. They, they were letting. The, they messed up on oh, a play yes, call. Yes, yes. They messed up on the play call. They I let the they Giants back in. The Giants get back in the game when they could. Clearly, just ran the ball, ran the clock out. They let the Giants have opportunity. The Giants capitalized, came back, but then Carolina came back down, kicked the field goal, which was sixty-three a tri- yarder and by Grant. Sixty-three yard field goal. The cojones Boom. to even make that call. All right? What a call! Why not go for it? And yo, the spe- yo that game, which is so you unique about that game and that's what brings this up well one that the Giants stink but two that it the Carolina let their special teams come out during the announcements usually it's the offense or the defense in the offseason the special teams player came up to the coach and said yo could one of these weeks the special teams be called out and Ron Rivera was like definitely that week the special teams crew came out. No team ever does that. It's either the offense or the defense. What came up big in that game? And and yo, how ironic is it <laughs> to win the game? The they're like yo, they're gonna send, they're gonna keep the offense back out there, or they're gonna punt it and give it back to the Giants again. I don't know what their decision may be, but that's what their two decisions were. And the special team coach comes up to Ron Rivera is like, yo, Graham Gano can make this. He said, okay, let's go. Put him in. Boom. Game over. Not bro. even that. He would have so made that awesome. from 70, besides, by the way. Besides that play where he won the game, earlier in the game, Odell Beckham had a bad play on special teams, and Carolina received it in the end zone. It was a, it was a touchdown. Right. Right. Let's stick on that really quick. We're doing okay with time, making up time here. Me We're good. F- I, me I got time. And, me and Frankie hate this when teams do this. Why do you put your one of, if not the best players, back on a punt return. Why is that happening? You want to know why they why put Odell, Odell back, back there? there? Why is Tyreek Hill back there sometimes? Why is Antonio Brown back there? Because they're sometimes? trying to make they're they're trying to make a play happen. They're trying to I get it. They're trying to get the 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 uh, momentum swing. A big play on a special team. No, like no, that? no. Yes, these guys are every single time punt returners. Antonio Brown's back there returning the punt every single time. Not every single time. Yeah, every single time. No. L- listen, even if it's, it's, it's not every it's, single it's time. It's a decent amount of times, but not every single time. Odell's it's not back the there time. every no, single Odell's time. No, Odell's not, but AB is their number one punt returner. And Tyreek Hill is too, I Well, believe. I think that's why they got Ryan Switzer. I think Ryan yes. Switzer has he, been back there yeah. receiving punts. But the thing to me is like... But th- that's why. Unless it's the Super Bowl <laughs> or a playoff game when you need a play from a playmaker who's got a better chance of doing it than the other guy, stick the other guy back there. But listen, when, when you're in a game and you're trying to get the momentum to swing, you need a big-time play to happen. Yeah, I don't so like you got to put your big-time player in. Or if you're in a field position battle where you're trying to get flip the field position, and you have a guy back there that can make a play, that that helps your odds of doing Here's that. Here's the problem, so though. That's why they do stuff like that. I I know this because I was on special teams in high school, and I'm not comparing myself to Antonio Brown because I, I, I was just covering. I wasn't the punt returner. But I hated it because I would have to go out there on – on the kickoff or or whatever, and then go right to defense, and I was already tired. Oh yeah, that's what. 
Dude, I did the so same Antonio thing. Brown runs thirty yards, and now he's gassed for the first what three plays of play. the offensive drive. They, he doesn't play. They, they they take him out for the first couple. But plays. But why would you rather have him on the punt? Because he just had a thirty yard return. Now you're on a better field position. The same it's guy could have got the same thing. No, Ryan. Sw- listen, it's more bro, the blockers. Than I don't feel like that that guy has any advantage. I think he has a disadvantage because he's not out there all the time. Now he's back out there, and now he has to gauge that ball going up in the air. A guy who's all the way out there is in routine of doing that he knows what to look for he knows the feeling of that of that special teams coming down on him it's like yo it's not to me it makes a bad it's a bad decision it could turn out it's a risky one it could turn out bad uh, with them catching the ball and dropping it by miss a miscue but those guys aren't gonna drop the ball that's the thing they do often bro i i'd rather have the guy that goes out there all the time and knows what he's doing Fair catch the ball or catch it and run, then me throw my superstar I back there and God forbid something comes out. I guarantee you, Odell, AB, and Tyreek Hill are the best punt catchers on that team. Negative. Catching punt 100%. Catching the punt is fine, catching it. But how many times did they catch it? They run, they're going to run with it. So, it's, it's what not, does it matter if they. Uh, to me, it's a bad move. What do you think? Bad move? I just think it's too dangerous. I, I agree. But, That's what I. It's way too dangerous. I, I think it's risky, but if you're trying to make a play happen, put them back there. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'd love it. to read the Yo, stat you, you, of how you, many they actually have returned for a touchdown. I could understand having someone with short hands go back there. Like, yeah. Let me tell you something. This is what they used to do at Kittatinny High School. My, they used to be in a little bit of a plug. And my man, Mike Mabel, who was the star, superstar, running back workhorse for both Delaware Valley. Listen to this. And y'all may hate on this. My man was the best running back at Delaware Valley in history. Y'all could holler at me whenever you see me anywhere else if you think someone else was. But that's my man right there. Then he went over to Kittatinny. My man was fielding punts and returning them left and right. You want to do that in high school, send your best player back there? Go for it. You want to do it in college? Go for it. But when you sign a guy to $80 million guaranteed, put homeboy on the sideline, let that other guy catch a fair catch, and then send him out there. You got to be crazy. You gotta be crazy sending sending those guys back there. It, it it's my, someone's gonna get. I'm just waiting for someone to get leveled, and no one else then puts their guy back there because that's what it's gonna take. To me, it's a risk. The risk bigger than the reward. Definitely a risk, but I think it's cool to see. Yeesh. How about Aaron Rodgers? Fastest to get to forty thousand yards and three hundred touchdowns. He's the fastest player to do that. Um, out of all the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers also, to me, stunk this week. <laughs> and I'm getting a freshie today, as y'all can see in this camera right here. I'm freshied up. These two are unfreshied up because I don't make their appointments for them anymore. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and Ann is, Ann is, Ann is giving it to me again. Shout out to Ant. Love you, Ant. Miss you again. Um, tough to make a midweek episode. We get it. But... um. And it's telling me, Aaron, Rod- how good is Aaron Rodgers, man? See, he didn't do good in the first half, and then the second half finished with 400 yards and whatever the heck he did. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, and I get it. Just, you know, let's talk about something else. Did they win that game? They lost. Okay, They lost to Detroit. And that was my point. You Dude, could throw what, what for 800 yards. Dude, they were getting dominated that Gotta whole win, game. bro. They were getting dominated that whole game. They were down by a lot of points. So you're going to throw the ball. How, I, I would love to know how many passing attempts he had in that I game. Was, I was I'll blood red at... I was like blackout mad at my TV. 
um, yesterday mm-hmm. because Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith were talking they about love him. Oh, do they ever love? They were him. talking it's about so the annoying. Drew Brees thing, and there Max Kellerman was saying that you can't even put Drew Brees in the top five because Aaron Rodgers has to be in no, there. And not even close. And they didn't even like debate it. Like they're one hundred percent certain that Aaron Rodgers is a way better quarterback than Drew Brees. Not even. I was close. about to throw my TV out the window. And, and this is what I said when, when when we had this conversation with Ant. I said yeah. all these analysts love Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea what the hell they're watching, but it's not the same thing I'm watching. Their whole He's argument too was that Drew Brees only won one Super Bowl. But who cares? The guy so had, did Aaron Rodgers. The guy had five five thousand yard passing seasons in a row. Who? Drew Brees, bro. Drew Brees' stats are not are unreal. Are he's mind gonna, blowing. He's gonna have every single quarterback record. To me, he's the greatest of all. He will be the greatest of all time, stat wise. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. What else is there? I th- I right. think I think Tom Brady's gonna be the best quarterback of all time because the guy's won five Super Bowls. Yeah, that says something. So, but stat no, wise, yeah, says, that's what Drew you play Brees. for, right? You play for the Super Bowl. But with that being said, Drew Brees. Could be what the greatest quarterback ever. Aaron Rodgers, real quick. And I love Tom Brady. Threw 52 times in that game. Okay. And Drew Brees almost never had a defense. Never. No. And this year he doesn't have a defense. He almost never last had a run game did. either. Right. And within the last two years, he had a consistent run game. But other than that, and within the last two years, he's got a decent defense. But other than that, he's everything is on his arm. Everything is on and his own. And they're always in it. The Saints were always in it. And he's our height. Yo. Yeah. yo my How crazy man, is that? Yo, it's crazy. <laughs> yo, my man throws the 62-yard touchdown pass. To, uh, what's his name? To get the record. Yep. Right? Ted Ginn? And no, the whole, no, Thomas or something? I don't even or? know who it was. It was a, it was a third it yeah. was a third string receiver. Throws it, gets the touchdown pass, gets the, the record for yards. Everyone comes on the field to celebrate they throw the penalty flag. <laughs> what kind of move is that? F the NFL. They are Which stupid. I didn't even realize. I don't think anyone realized be, until the kickoff. And I'm like, yo, why are they kicking off from there? And the announcer's like, why are they kicking off from there? And they're like, yo, they gave him a penalty? And they, and they went back and they're Literally like, Literally yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime thing. They didn't do that. Like they, <laughs> they didn't do that to penalty, Peyton Manning bro. for they his threw the penalty flag. What I was like, heck? wait a second, hold on. That ref should be fired. They, yo, right after the penalty flag is thrown, the ref hands him a piece of paper that says, "Congratulations, you got the record." <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Uh, you can't bro. make that. Yo, out, I heard huh? a really crazy story about Drew Brees. When in 2006, I think it was, he has the injury. Right? They. This is when he's with the Chargers. When he's correct? with the Chargers, the the Dolphins. Want to make a trade for him? That like, right, we'll trade for him, but then they, but then they hear that he can't, his shoulder is shot. Yeah, shot. No one. They literally thought he was done. And they, and, and yo, they think he. Not only do they think he's done, that when they, that when he goes to the Saints, he can't pass. He he only throws twenty five passes a day. He hands the ball off. Every single time he's in practice, they can't even let him throw. That after they see him throw, they're like, "No, no, no! Hand the ball off! Hand the ball off!" All through practice, all through practice. So they go through like 10, 10 practices of him handing the ball off and maybe throwing it twenty-five times. They say, and then he comes out like after the tenth practice, and he's ripping the ball. Now he's throwing the ball like ninety yards down the field. Insane. They said, "They said, okay, he's ready. Throw him in." 
throwing awesome. 179 games. Um, Drew Brees and uh, what's the coach's name? Oh crap, Bob. Sean Payton and Sean Payton are together. That is a that's like a gem, man. You can't ask for anything better than that. Two guys at that a head coach and a quarterback that together for that many games. Unbelievable. He threw to 100 receivers. Yes, I saw Including that. himself. <laughs> He's one of those. How threw, cool is threw that? Threw to his damn self at, on some place. Let's go, Drew Brees. I could run through the you – know, he did it in 200, 200 and uh, – he did it in less games. Uh, 253 games he got that record in. The passing yards. That's a, yeah. That was another Max Kellerman argument. He's – He's been there for so many years. You're going to set records if you're consistently on the field. Okay, whatever. Max Pey- Kellerman. Peyton Manning did it in 266. Uh, he did it in less, Drew Brees. Less. In your face. In Aaron your Rogers face. Aaron Rodgers is coming nowhere close to any of these records. I agree. Nowhere no. close. No. The only thing that they, they love this guy because he rolls out and he makes that spectacular throw to, to end a game or something. Bro, he's good. Listen, right. But we yeah. want to make oh, sure yeah. that our listeners know that. We're not hating on Rogers. Oh, I'll he's hate just him. And me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm hating on him too. But I, I I know he's an elite top one, two top three quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Top right. three. Yes. But when it's all said and done, right. when it's all, all those spectacular done, plays are going to be forgotten. And that's when you go to the record books. How many rings does he have? Yep. How many records does he have? Yep. And he's not going to be in the top. Listen, Drew Brees has, is the top career completion percentage. Career. Drew Brees has that record. Consecutive seasons with 4,500 passing yards. Drew Brees has that record. Single season passing yards per game. Drew Brees has that record. This Come is what on. I mean. He's, he's going to have every single quarterback. He's led record. the NFL in passing yards seven times. Unreal. It's the most. Most career 400-yard passing games, Drew Brees. Most career 300-yard passing games, Drew Brees. Total completions, Drew Brees. Percentage, like we said. Touchdown passes in a single game, Drew Brees got it. Seven. Consecutive games with a, with a touchdown pass, 54, Drew Brees. Consecutive games with 300 passing yards, nine times he's done it. That's nine times in a row. That's insane. Nine times in a row he's threw for 300 yards. Unreal. I Most love this guy. Most 5,000-yard passing seasons. Five. Five. Come on, bro. Listen to me. For a quarterback to throw Come for 5,000 yards in one season? It's Crazy. unreal. To Yo, do it five times in a row? Unbelievable. This is the Drew Brees episode. That's yes. what this is. The Drew Brees episode. We love Drew Brees. These are, these are records that he can break by the time he's done. Career passing attempts, career passing touchdowns, and most starts in, the, in NFL history. So he could get even more records coming up here. So, Drew Brees, you're the man, bro. We love you. We, listen, Aaron Rodgers, we, we, we like you. <laughs> we just don't love you unless Ann is here and then he's going to give you the full yeah. shout out alright we shouted out Drew Brees we talked about Odell Beckham I want to talk about the undefeated teams really quickly while we got some time here before we make our picks um, the Chiefs and the Rams are both undefeated the Chiefs and Rams are both undefeated who will stay undefeated the longest they actually play each other in November was that 19th Oh, I hope this. Yes, I hope they're still undefeated. At so that November nineteenth, they play sick. each other. 
They have the Chiefs play the Patriots, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Browns, and the Cardinals. Okay. That's who the Chiefs play. I think the Chiefs could win all those games. I think this week except the, the biggest, Patriots. The, right. This if is, they get is, over the Patriots, I this think is the biggest could, test. I think they could well, run the, the table the, till they get the to the Bengals. Is not an easy game either. Definitely not. Neither is the Broncos. The Browns are tricky. They'll smack the Cardinals. So there's tricky games in there. There's very tricky games. But I think the Rams have a couple tricky games too, possibly. The the Rams play the Broncos, the 49ers, the Packers, the Saints, and the Seahawks, and then they play the Chiefs. I the, I think they could beat the Broncos, the 49ers, and the I, Packers. I think they run into a little hiccup. That will be the game that possibly they could lose against the Saints. That's just going to be a shootout. The Rams defense, right. surprisingly, is giving up a lot of yeah, points. Ram, yeah. And to be honest, I— the Packers, you know, like they're think, not think doing well, but the Packers yeah. have the the yeah. team to 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 even upset them. You know? I think the Broncos do too. So, I'm gonna ask you guys this question: with that, with hearing that record, who do you think gets their first loss first? Who loses their first game first? I don't know. They're both playing good. I'm I'm hoping the Chiefs could beat the Patriots this mm-hmm. weekend, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this weekend to the Patriots. So I I, I think. Just looking at the the list of teams right here, because even right after the Patriots, they gotta play the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Tough so, team, tough team to play. And the the Bronco, the, the Rams next two games are the Broncos and 49ers. So I think the Chiefs will probably lose one of the next two games. So I think the Chiefs will be the first team to lose. I agree too. I'll make it quick. I think the Chiefs lose to the Patriots this weekend, and they're the first team to lose. But um. I would love. How cool it, would it be if they were both undefeated? It'd be awesome if they were both undefeated and met met each other on the uh, what is it, November nineteenth. Um, but I think the Chiefs lose this weekend. Frank, who do you think is the first team to lose? I don't know. Football's tricky, right? You can't really pick. But I I do think that the Rams have the better of the two teams. I'll just say that. Okay. Okay. All right. AKA thinks the Chiefs are gonna lose first. Um, <laughs> Can I quick, hit up something real quick, Mike? Yeah, quickly, right before you do that, Rich, I want to get you guys' quick opinion on this. Blake Bortles, how <laughs> bad is he or how bad is he without Fournette? Or or is he just bad? I think he's just bad. Okay. But when he has Fournette, he does play better. Okay. So, I don't know. That's a tricky one. I think, okay. no, he, he's just bad. Just I'll bad. go with that. What you got? <laughs> just bad or just the fact that his number one running back is out and – Everyone's suffering because of this. I think he's a system guy, mm-hmm. just like Dak. I think, you know, and, and there's, he doesn't have a lot of weapons over there either. I think if they got a good run game, he could manage the game enough to get them the, the win. I mean, the defense is over there is what's going to win you games anyway. But if all that stuff breaks down, you can't rely on Blake Bortles to carry your team. No, right. not at all. He's not that guy. Right, right. Who's better, Dak or Blake Bortles? Dak. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're in the I, same boat. I, okay. I I I think so too. Actually, I think they're both on the same oh, you level. Answer, you got to answer honestly. But yeah. I think I like Dak personally. So I think I, Dak's I'm, better I'm because Dak. he's more athletic and he could yes, do more. He could run. He can get out of that. But pocket. Bortles could show yeah. that he could run too. Yeah, he, he had a hundred yard rushing game yeah, last he year. He golf a bit. He gets hit though. He's gonna break. He's, nah, Bortles he's is pretty. Be, he's, he's a big guy. Brittle. brittle Bortles is my name for him. <laughs> But okay, that's one of your opinion on that. I think they need Fournette back ASAP. I agree. For that team to be back to well, the top level. Well, talking about that they the were. Jags real quick, what I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. the Jaguars just signed Jamal Charles. Yeah. For a one-year deal. Do you know that he 
has, he leads the NFL all time with the most yards per carry. Do you know what it is? What? 17. No, yards per carry. So how many yards do you think he gets every time he touches the ball? 10. No. 7. No. 5.4. Oh, so okay. 5.4 yards. He made, he made it like he was going to be ast- astronomical. But five point that, that, that's that's for his career. He has a f- every time he touches the ball, he that's gets good. We we just we we were thinking over the top. No, right. and and this is over a thousand carries. This category is. Mm-hmm. So, see what happens with Jamal Charles. I I was trying to pick him up. Frank, I heard you picked. Oh, there he, he is did. right there. Let me snatch this fool yeah. up. Why are you gonna pick him up? See on waivers. He's on waivers, yeah. Oh, I'm going to put in for oh, that, too. You right? guys are crazy. <laughs> what? I, I would stay away from him. You don't need Why? him. They Why got not? Yeldon over there. They, okay, who else they got? That other dude, Corey Grant or Chris Grant, whatever his name is, he just broke his foot, who they loved, broke his foot, and now he's out for the year. They, that was going to be their you guy. You think if Charles— Who else is their guy besides Yeldon? Besides, until that's a couple good games. Charles is going to be the number one over there. No way. Yeah. He's not going to be a number one. I don't, I don't think he has what it, what, what it takes anymore. But here's another quick stat. I, I hit Mike up. Why can't I pick him up? He's before, a free agent. Um, oh, okay. I, I am. Oh, this is going to be bad and nasty. <laughs> a live pickup. The pick most up. hated. A live pickup right now. <laughs> oh, that's live. on the most anyway, hated. I can't let you have that. Got Mike, it. you know. Did it. Yes. I'm a bench. The, you know the Cowboys <laughs> are 11 and 2. The most hated. The Cowboys are 11 and 2 when Zeke rushes for 25 times or more. Yeah, Frankie said that stat last week. Yeah. I sent it to you. How many times oh, is did you say that last week too though? No, I, I said oh. what I said. I'll I take credit for it. But yeah, yeah. okay. Frankie Boy said it. But anyway, Monday night, how many rushes attempts did Zeke have? 20, 22, 23. Yeah, no. 20. Yeah, less. Less than 25. And guess what? That. They L. lost. The no, old it's an L. Loss. It's an L. You have to run Ooh, the ball with Zeke. Okay, let me tell you this. I watched the whole game. Whole entire game. What a bad play call. Oh. On that fourth and one. Why are you not going for that? Right. That's first of all. And Rudy and Eddie and John, I was talking to them over, you know, over the chat during the game. But another thing that's terrible is Dak throws a ball. Tavon Austin catches it, puts his two toes down, falls out of bounds. Ball pops up out of his hands when he hits the ground. Incomplete pass is what they rule it. By rule, that's an incomplete pass. It's an incomplete pass. That's what it is. Jason, the, the, the Cowboys had three time three timeouts. They took one, like I don't even know, two plays before this. This play happens. He throws the challenge flag. Garrett throws the challenge flag. It's clearly, and if you know the rule that that is not a catch, he throws the penalty flag. And, and the refs must have looked at it like, nah. <laughs> in two seconds, it took two seconds, and they were like, "No, you know, now you now they're down another timeout." This guy, Jason Garrett, needs to be fired. I can't stand that guy. His play call stinks. The the touchdown to Allen Hearns was a nice play call. He didn't call it. I know he didn't. It was the offensive coordinator who called it. But even the offensive coordinator needs his head examined as well. He doesn't. He's got to figure out what he's got going on over there. Hand the ball off. And Jason Garrett, know the rules, bro, or get out of the game. Figure one or the other out because this is terrible what you're doing over there. Terrible. But I agree with you, Rich. Got to hand the ball off if you want to win the Cowboys. Another thing is ton of drops. Dak threw the ball. Guys hit it. Boom. Off their hands drop. Boom. Hit it. It was a, there was a ton of drops. They didn't run the ball enough. Yo, the defense is dope. 
Finally, I can root for a great defense as a Cowboy fan, and they can't figure it out on offense now. What is the deal? How crazy is Give that? Give me something, man, but I love the defense. And this might be a little bit more conspiracy than anything, but Dak and Zeke are both at the end of their contract at the, uh, this year? Not, I, don't, I don't think Zeke is. I think Dak is. Dak is, definitely. I don't, I don't know if Zeke is. Weren't they drafted the same year? They were, but... But where Zeke was drafted, those guys, don't quote me on this world, but um, those guys got like a 50-year option, you know, that they could take advantage of. Like Wentz and and Goff, were they both drafted this, that year too? As Dak, right? They were first, first Wentz first was, and second. Yeah. yeah, Goff was too. Um, they have a 50-year option that's built into their – I believe that's the way it's worded, built into their they – the, they were the last um, – year or that or it's the first or it's guys who were drafted in the first round something like that so um Dak wasn't drafted to like the second round whatever it was or so that he doesn't get that opportunity so his his deal is up after this year I was gonna say do you think that they don't want Zeke to be the leading rusher because that gives him so much negotiating power I don't think you could do that as a team if you're doing that if you're thinking that as a team and you just get rid we, of the quarterback. You get rid of one year. I'm saying for Zeke. I'm saying for both of them. If they don't have great years, maybe no. you sign them for less money. I don't know because Jerry Jones is another dude to do. Did you see what he said about the wide receiver? What did he say? He said we haven't had a number one wide receiver in years. Yeah. <laughs> and the one who was close to being number one, you got rid of. He is such a doofus. He is the owner, the GM, the vice president that did everything. He doesn't know anything about sport, sports. Enough to know guys on the field. Hire a GM. Same like the, Dolan. For Alan Hearns said that hurt him. He's not used to that. He's not used to having an owner like come out and and, yeah. and, and publicly. Come on. And he said that we're getting open. They're just not calling the right plays. And yep. Dak maybe, sometimes can't get it to them. And that's not it. It's not, Well, maybe he's not getting it to them. On occasion, but they're not open. They're not open. Des tweeted back to to Jerry Jones when he made that comment, saying that you know he was never schemed right and he he never had the opportunity. And whenever he did get the ball, he had to use his athleticism. What's that word? Athleticism to make plays happen. Yeah, yo, these guys don't catch the ball on a run. These guys don't catch the ball over the top. They don't scheme for them. And listen, okay, it's a run first team, but it's not used the right way. It's used so bad. They could be so much better with the one of the best running backs in the NFL utilizing these receivers, but we could talk about this forever. I have a quick stat about the Cowboys. I, I just want to know if you know it. I found it pretty interesting. The Cowboys on 28 tries of, on four, on fourth down with three yards or less. Yeah. Out of 28 times, they went for 21. Well, out of 28 times, they got it 20, 21 times. Yeah, yeah. That's a 75%. So yeah, You have arguably the best running yeah. running back in the league. Mm. I mean, you have to You're use going, him on fourth. That's, that's what you pay him the for. Odds, yeah. The odds are in yeah. your favor. 75% of Agreed. the time, you get it. Your odds are in your favor. Go for it. Don't give it back to them. Go for it. Try you're not. It's not like you got like you you you're two and two. Exactly. The, the Eagles lost too. They're two and three. They win that game. That's the, a huge the, momentum. The swing Giants for that team. are stinking. So it's just the Redskins who are ahead of you in their division. Take the chance to try to take over that division and make a name for yourself. Go for it. But they but they, they no cojones. They lack, all the cojones. They lack uh, the cojones. <laughs> Riverboat Run has they, has all the all cojones. of them. He took all of them. He took all of them. But. 
is what it is. Right, Rich, you guys so, want to get into our game picks? Yo, t- 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 tell them our record real quick. Where are we at here? We're at an hour and 20. We're going to wrap it up wrap for you it guys. Up real quick. In All right, a, so in a, in after five bit. weeks, yeah. Anthony's record is 4-11. and 11. Mike, you're 2-13. and 13. Mm. <laughs> Frank, you're 6-9. and nine. And I'm seven and eight. Oh my gosh! So let's try to get uh let's try to get these records up a little bit. I'm so bad. this okay. week we actually get to use the Thursday night game since we're doing the podcast on a Wednesday. Yeah, recording a little earlier. So we got the Eagles versus Giants tomorrow night. What's if even if that's not one of the games you guys are picking? Who do you think's gonna win that game tomorrow? Just real straight quick. Straight up. Yeah, just straight up. Who do you think's gonna win? The Giants. Yeah. It's yeah. is 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 at Giants are home. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I picked up Jamal Charles in Josh's league, too. You're crazy. <laughs> You're wasting a waiver pick on <laughs> this guy. Wait, wait. Who am I going to have, C.J. Anderson? You're Yo, right. didn't, didn't you bid $100 on a running back that's only going to be there for like that's a couple why. of weeks? That's a whole why. month. He bid, he bid on T.J. Yeldon, and that's bucks. why he's bad. Ah, what now, we're doing yeah, right now. now it's all coming together. Okay? Yes. I got no problem with you bidding <laughs> for T.J. Yeldon, but don't tell me it's silly picking up Jamal Charles. It There's is. no one else there. And you're saying Fournette's going to be gone for the next at least four weeks. Mike, whenever you have this feeling... Right, about a running yeah, yeah. back. That's no, no, no. true. Like, hey, stop. No, no. I don't have a feeling. <laughs> stop because you're gonna mess up <laughs> yes. my whole thing. I don't yes. have the feeling this time. I don't have the feeling, and I had no idea. Mike, but I, but, you have but, to not play him this week. Yes. No, no. This, no. Listen, wait. Listen. Be slow. The only way to redeem yourself. Into, if we want to start hating, we got through the whole episode with a minimal, minimal hate. If you want to start hating on me now, there's a lot of guys who Rich dropped. We could start I knew keeping, this was we coming start up. keeping the list. I was list trying to get through this and, whole. And they blew up. I was trying to get through this whole damn okay? podcast without you bringing this exactly. up. Exactly. So it's not. I Wait, don't you want to just rattle off like a couple of them? Like I don't even Calvin remember Ridley. them because this. Okay. Calvin Ridley. Rich dropped them. Who else? And who else? There Rich, was can you tell else. us who they are, please? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Give us a list. Austin Hooper, who had a big game last week. Okay. Uh, Robbie Anderson. Yes. Oh um, gosh. It was like everybody that was catching touchdowns. Rich was like, "Oh, oh I just dropped, dropped him. him. <laughs> dropped him." Listen, you gotta. And you'll okay. No, listen. I don't. I honestly I don't moves. have a feeling about this, and I didn't even know about this until Ant was cut my hand. He was like, "Yo, Frankie spent fifty dollars on Jamal Charles." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Jamal Charles don't even play in the NFL." He's like, no, no, the Jaguars got him. Like, ooh, nice move by the Jaguars. You got the feeling. And nice move but by Frankie. But I didn't get a feeling because I also got, um, I got TJ Yeldon in one of those in, in another league. I wanted to keep, I want Yeldon to keep it. But let's be honest here, in the most hated in the family league, <laughs> I got Fournette giving, do, giving Dominic that dime of James White. And you couldn't have made so worse it, trades. It makes out for you, though. Because even, no, definitely. Because it makes out for you. I'm still when winning. Comes though. Back, I'm, you I'm still got a winning record. Right. You you play Charles right. if you need to. Right. I got so. I got I gotta get Charles and and then Josh's league I gotta get him too because I need help. I'm one and four. True. Shout out to Chang. Beat you, bro. <laughs> I lost all four of my games. Yo, I won five of six of my fantasy. Listen to your boy. As much as they want to hate on me, I have been winning in fantasy this year more than I've been losing. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's make it clear that in one league you get two wins in a week because we play two opponents. But you what does said, that mean? So you, still two wins. What's that saying, Rich? Right or wrong? Even a blind squirrel finds a peanut every once in a while. Yep. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I'm in a league with both these cats. I'm doing great in the family league. Yeah, bo- uh, in, in, in the family league. I only right. got one loss. Uh, that's great. No, g- God bless you. I'm just saying, don't mean hate you me. have the same lit record I'm giving in the you family guys, league. I'm giving but you you're guys the most props, hated. And I'm, and I'm the most hated. That's and all I'm it is. I'm beating you in the Tilcon league. I'm 4 and 1, best team. 
One okay. of the best teams in that league. Okay, that's fine. And then Josh's league, I'm, 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 I'm right two there. and three. I'm three and two in the Telecon League. I'm three and two in the Family League. Josh's league, I'm one and four. I'm Ter- two and three. Terrible. And Ant's league, I don't even. Ant's league, I'm nine I'm and one, horrible. G. Nine and one. It gets lonely at the top. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get back to these picks. Let's run through these quick. <laughs> let's go. Here's the picks. All right, so do we have a list? The most hated. You didn't send the list. Where's the list? Yes, Rich? I did. I no, sent, he it sent it to you. He sent the list. You don't pay attention. He sent it. Once again, we're making our picks. Frankie oh, my, Boy has my, no idea what hurts. he's doing. Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah, I told I you about these chairs. And it's like, Yo, listen, I'm trying, right. to, get, I'm trying so, to get new listeners. Uh, they, they don't want to hear about you taking a dump. They don't want to hear you uh, that, that, that your buttocks hurts. I don't know All what right? to tell you. All right. Use buttocks. I got Ant's <laughs> picks. Ant's going with the Eagles this week. Bengals. I will hold on. Tell the people. I, I don't. I don't have the thing in front of me because right. he sent me just the team timeout. Names. Timeout. We're gonna get that. Let's get that so real quick. That's in the fresh uh, cut uh, crew. Uh, it doesn't have the points, so don't worry about it. Yeah, it does right here. Right there. I know, but he didn't say. I want me, me to just want me to scroll up, look, and then go back. No, just down tell me time. what it was. Tell me Eagles. what it was. Okay, minus two point five. Okay, All right. he has the Eagles minus two point five. The Bengals minus three. Yep, the Bengals are minus three against the Steelers and the Panthers. And the Panthers. He just closed his eyes and picked. <laughs> <laughs> and the Panthers are getting two, two from the Redskins. Okay. So that's it. it's important, guys, because I would be dominating this if it wasn't with the with the. Oh, spread. it's not that much harder. Dominating. All right, so I'll go no, with my picks. No, you wouldn't. Dominating, no. bro. Let's you start next week. Maybe win one more. Let's game. start next week. You're two and you're two and thirteen. We Mike. can't because we're doing I'll this for people that are okay. making bets. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But don't tell me I wouldn't dominate. You wouldn't. <laughs> but you can't say you are when you're the worst. Dominate. <laughs> You have the least amount I of wins. Dominate. All right, let me let me tell you. My Most teams. of the times they cover. It's very rare that they don't. All right, so go ahead, Mike. What's yours? I don't. I gotta find. I got them. Chiefs oh, nice. plus four, Chiefs, plus three and a half. Chiefs plus three and a half. You got the Steelers plus three. Yes. And the Falcons minus three and a half. Let's go. That's for Mike. Oh, thank you. For thank you. Rich, myself. Yep. I got the Bears minus two. I got the Chargers minus one, and I got the Jaguars minus two. For all you true betters out there, Jaguars. do not bet on one of these teams because I'm Ooh. probably going to lose. Shout out to the Jaguars. Jag. Shout out to the Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. Yo, you guys and, are the, the worst. Yo, what, what was Jags? Pat, what was Pat saying the other day? The, a, the Astros? Uh, Isn't it the Astros? The Astros. <laughs> yeah, what was he saying? I think he was saying that. A, Astros. <laughs> That's, That's what they're called, the Astros. Astros. All right, Frank, what's your picks? I don't know. Oh, oh my. Man. Could, <laughs> could you please? Could no, you no, please? Wait, wait, wait. Go Let me the... go here. Okay. Yo, I have a better record than you by by a lot. <laughs> no, no, you. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, make your picks. I don't care. I'm just trying to get going again. Shout out to the Cowboys. They, uh, yes. they got me my only win last week. Yeah, I don't even remember. Could someone write down also our bold predictions so we could? So I we got could that was my beef. That? I have a real beef about that. I got a beef about because that because you were gonna let me pick Jameis Winston with four interceptions. He was on a goddamn bye week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna throw four interceptions on a bye week. Yo, if when I seen that, I laughed out a, loud. If Great anyone could throw prediction. four picks on a bye week, is Jameis yeah, Winston? That's true. So that that one you got right. I'll give you that he one. He definitely threw at least four in practice. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I'll just take credit for yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll give you credit for both of those. Okay. 
I got the Rams right. minus six point five over the Broncos. Okay. Wow. I got the Chiefs minus three point five over the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean plus three point five. Yes, they're getting plus. And I got the Falcons minus three point five over the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston four picks. Oof. What? No way. Rich, did you write those down? I got Rams from him. Right. The Chiefs. Right. And who else? Falcons. 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 All right. I got them all, all right, Rich, down. Write, write down our bold predictions, too. Let's just make some bold well, predictions. What? What you got? You what, guys. What, what, what clock is running? All right. Well, we'll just do bold predictions. What do you got? You I guys thought you want? wanted to do that fantasy couple questions. For who, who should you play? Who should you not? So I have oh, a couple, too. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. We could do that. We could do that. Um, Jameis Winston or yeah. Case Keenum? I go Case Keenum. Against the Rams. Case Keenum against the Rams. The Rams give up points. The Rams defense give up points. But I you have Winston going against the Falcons defense that's completely beat up. Yeah, so but if it, it was it, anyone it's, else. Right, right. It's Jameis Winston. So I'm just like, nah. Guess Keenum, what? Keenum. I know. You I'm, and I'm yeah. happy. Good. Me too. Because every time Case Keenum scores a touchdown and Jameis Winston throws a pick, yep. me and Mike are going to be high-fiving. Thank you. Yep. And you're going to be laughing like, at you. I, I, I got one more. Okay, what is it? Let me look at it real quick. I got to pronounce this. I got one. Name. I got one. Tyler Boyd or Josh Gordon? Tyler Boyd. Josh Gordon. Okay. How about this? Ant, Ant wants to do a trade with me. Royce Freeman for Josh Gordon. I'd be getting Royce Freeman. No. Royce don't, Freeman's don't not the it. guy. I no. like, I like uh, Lindsey. Lindsey. But both get touches, though. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan. I got a lot of, res- lot of receivers in that league. Josh Gordon got three targets last game. He put up 14 points. That's going to happen just about every week. Okay. All right. I like it. This is going to test we your fantasy rich. skills here, guys. Fantasy skills. Corey Clement or Naheem Hines from Indianapolis? Gotta go Corey Clement. I'd go Hines. Hines is playing consistent. Clement's coming off of a quad injury, so that could get tweaked at any moment. But no Ajayi. And they got Smallwood. 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 Now everyone loves Smallwood. (laughs) So who do you think? You're only two years behind, like usual. This is my debate. being ahead of the game. If I was a... um, if you're playing fantasy football four no. years in, in advance, you'd be <laughs> yeah, winning. You'd be I, oh, my God. Undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. I was, uh, what is that called? Was a stylist, a fashion designer. I would be the best fashion designer ever because I'd be two years ahead of everybody. Well, guess what? This is fantasy football. It you got to be in the moment. It is. You're right. So what was your guys' prediction on that? I go Corey, Corey Clement, Clement or Hines. Hines? I go Corey Clement, yeah. I think, I think no they're going to use him. No help. I, I have Clement in for right now. Keep I'm going to see what his health is like tomorrow right. night. And if it's questionable with his quad, I might bench him and play Hines just because of the injury factor. Right. I don't want him to tweak that that the quad and halfway through the game and then he gets taken out. You know. All right. I got I got a real tricky one for you guys. Listen to it. it's going to be tough. I need a I need a flex player. Do I go Philip Lindsay, Mohamed Sanu, Michael Crabtree, Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> or Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles, Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson Michael Crabtree, Sanu, or Lindsey in a slot. Don't not say Jamal Charles because you don't want me to play him. <laughs> I absolutely am going to. I'm going to say Lindsey. Okay, Lindsey. Right. Really? I'm going uh, Deshaun Jackson. Not against, Sanu? Against not Atlanta's like James defense. Winston throwing him the football. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see who's right here. How did he do last year with Jameis Winston throwing him the football? It's completely different. Winston saw what Fitzpatrick did, mm-hmm. and he's he's going to have to do the same thing, or he knows his job's in jeopardy. I'm telling you, Jameis Winston's going to have a good a good year this year. I can't Jackson, wait to do the podcast. Rich, you know what? Week. I'm going to take out Philip Lindsay. I'm going to put in Jackson for you. 
we're gonna see how it rolls. All right, right. thanks. That's a, Mike. that's a mush taking advice from a mush. That's called a double mush. He's <laughs> <laughs> my bad, y'all. All right, um, let's hit these bold predictions real quick so we can bold end this predictions. We're over an hour and thirty minutes. Yes, my bold prediction is Deshaun Jackson, a <laughs> hundred yards, a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Nice, I like it against Atlanta D. And my what, other bowl prediction. You're going to do two right off the bat. Yeah, and my other bowl prediction. So, Deshaun Jackson, 100 yards and two touchdowns against Atlanta's D. I like that, Rich. I wasn't even thinking about putting them in. The only other guy I would have played there is Lindsey. Uh, but I, I'm going to roll with you. I'll roll with you. And I got. And my other prediction is Jamal Charles, 80 yards and a touchdown. You think he's actually going to play? 80 yards and a touchdown. Oh, that was my man. bowl prediction. Now I need a new one. You oh, guys are bad. crazy. But you're going to go higher than that? No, I was just going to say a touchdown. Okay. I go 80. Then mine, mine trumps yours. Definitely. 80 yards and a touchdown. Oh, mine goes old. Mine's I got a bold one yours. here. And only because I'm praying this guy could start doing something. Mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, Let's 150 go. yards. Woo-wee. I hope so. Two touchdowns nice. against Miami. Nice. I think he he has to start getting They got to just going. use him a little bit more, and he'll be there. So Okay. What do you got, Frank? Anything? Patrick Mahomes, four touchdowns on the Patriots. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So that's I got my other one. I'm going with the opposite guy on the other team. Since I never used them yet on one of my bold predictions, mm-hmm. I'm going Josh Gordon with his first 100 yard receiving game with Tom Brady. Okay. I'm just gonna go 100 yards because he hasn't really been doing much. Okay. So give him 100 yards and a touchdown. I'll, I'll add a touchdown onto that. All right. I like it. I likes it. Frank, you got another one. You got one more. You gotta do, Frank. Okay. I'm going to say this because I'm hoping for fantasy-wise. <laughs> I'm going to say um, Carlos Hyde, 100 yards, two touchdowns All right. on the Chargers. 100 That's possible. yards, two touchdowns. I like Is it. Is Boza back yet? Not yet. I don't, I don't think so, right? Not yet. I, got, I got another question for you guys. I need a third receiver in a league. Do I play Sterling Shepard or do I play um, Amari Cooper? Mari Cooper. Sterling Shepard. Mari Cooper. I'm going to go Sterling Shepard. Why? Against the Phillies defense? Against Phillies defense, though? They're not uh, what they were last year. The Giants got to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. They Uh, they keep throwing the ball. Mari Cooper Cooper does nothing. Who's he playing? He's playing Seattle. Seattle's defense is beat up right now. Yeah, but. I don't know. That's crazy. You got to play Amari. Do I play if Cooper Cup. Amari's number one. If Cooper Cup can't go, I think he is going to. If he can't go. You think I should put LaShawn McCoy or Deion Lewis in that slot? You put Amari Cooper in that spot. Okay. No. Yes. You, you have to play count? Cooper. Right. Say the other running back. If Cooper Cup don't play, do I play Amari Cooper, Deion Lewis, Deion or Deion Lewis LaShawn is playing McCoy? the Ravens. LaShawn McCoy is playing who? Um, Houston. I go you don't Deion play Lewis. either of them. Yeah, Why? Against yeah. the Ravens? He's the number one. Um, yeah, that's – yeah. Uh, that's a tough spot, though, too. Deion Lewis against Baltimore, great run-stopping defense, great defense, great defense in Houston, and run-stopping defense against McCoy. Hopefully, Cooper Cup could roll. All they, right, y'all. They, they said that he should be go, be yeah, able to go. Him and Cooks. My, that's my dude right there. Respect the chat podcast. Respect the chat crew. Find us out on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Check us out on EliteSportsNewYork.com. On EliteSportsNY.com. 
we're gonna have I know we've been saying this over and over again but I'm emailing my man today about the t-shirts we're gonna try to get the t-shirts going we're gonna give you guys maybe like a glimpse on Instagram of what they look like maybe give you a little sneak peek see if anybody wants one in the upcoming weeks or so but we love you guys the Marshall Folk the Adrian Peterson episode episode 28 signing off peace